daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. And Paul Holden is here for the Locked On Rockies podcast. Paul, it's a crossover, a mountain mountain time, correct? Mountain time and Eastern time crossover. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm trying to adjust to you mentioned the time zones. The Rockies are are playing one of those really early they East are. Coast day games here, but it just got delayed uh, as they were uh, playing in Atlanta. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I would say it's a it's a matchup of competitive teams from a couple of years ago this weekend. Uh, not so much this year, maybe uh, I think. Yeah, and the, it's, what is what's interesting is these two teams um, have both just been playing the National League East. The Nats blew a series uh, win against the Marlins yesterday, but the Rockies took two or three from the Phillies mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, and they took uh, their they could sweep the Braves today in Atlanta. How about that? It's uh, it's 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 crazy. I mean, when when you look, this is easily the best road trip the Rockies have had this entire season. It took them up until the last half of uh, of September to, to to get to this point. But yeah, it's it's the Rockies have played insanely well against the NL East this year and and especially in Philly and Atlanta, places where they historically ha- have struggled. But when you look at it, the Rockies have played some really good ball, especially against Philly this year and, and in the years prior. It was really surprising to see that uh, that the Rockies were able to do what they did in, in Philly. I would imagine uh, that that team would, would really try to be taking advantage of of playing back-to-back series with the Rockies and the Cubs to to make that push to not only that second wildcard spot to see if they could make up some some ground for the top of the division. Yeah, and for those you know, those people who aren't familiar necessarily with the Rockies, um, they are, I'm not sure if you're a college basketball fan at all, but there are college basketball teams that just don't win on the road and win mm-hmm. every game at home. So yep. if a top 10 team comes in, they will beat them. If they go and play a team that is 2-10 in the conference on the road, they'll lose. And <laughs> that is how the Rockies have been. In terms of their, their home success, I think they have the third most – uh, home wins in the entire National League. Now, the two teams that they are trailing, sadly for them, are both in their division, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but then you go to the road to their uh, 45 and 27 at home. They're 23 and 51 on the road. And that is the big story. It's, you know, it's, it is difficult to play in that kind of, it's not like, not like you're going from DC to Philadelphia, wherever you leave Colorado, right? It right. is completely different. It's because of altitude, because of the park dimensions. It, it just changes the entire way. And guys talk about this too, like their, their procedures, how they prepare sometimes, you know, how much, uh, you know, you know, whatever they use in their hands, that stuff changes when they take trips to Colorado as opposed to elsewhere. And that's what Rockies players have to deal with on a week by week basis. Yeah, not only that, but then you just have to look at the division that the Rockies find themselves right. in. I mean, two potential 100-win teams um, in the top of the division, and then the Padres, although they have underperformed, they're still you know well above 500. So so not only do the Rockies have to have the you know the course field effect to to work with you still have to go up against the multiple Cy Youngs, multiple MVPs of 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 the Dodgers and then line up with the Giants that have keep tapping into that fountain of youth somehow and, and brought Buster Posey and and all these people back to to mid 2000s form when and and they look like quite the machine. So I I think this is a Rockies team that 
definitely has shown they know how to adjust to Coors Field when they get there. But man, the the, the fall off uh, has been has been really really tough for the Rockies this year when they head to the road, and and doesn't help the Coors Field narrative uh, whatsoever for the club. But uh, this is easily now the the best road baseball that they've played. It, it, it's crazy because. This, the, the road trip before this, they had uh, four series on the road where it was they played L.A. Um, they played and this is with the Philly series. They played L.A., Philly, the Cubs and the Rangers. And then when you and when you look at that on the schedule, you're thinking, all right, they're going to go into Arlington and Chicago, beat the Cubs, beat the Rangers. But playing in LA very tough but instead <laughs> the script gets flipped yet again the Rockies take uh two or three from the Dodgers in that series they take two or three from the Padres to take down the competing teams but bullpen blows it late and the Rockies only take one game each when they're in in, in Texas and Chicago so the Rockies there's there's no better word <laughs> to say than than one of the weirdest teams in baseball this year yeah uh, I want to get to a, a, a concept that I think is interesting whether or not Colorado would be how the results would go if they were in another division. But first, a word from our sponsors. Uh, DirecTV Stream, Paul, do you, ha- do you have the setup where you got the phone, the computer, the iPad? The- oh, yeah. All the different logins, all the different apps I got to go to. It's it's a whole, it's so many hoops you got to jump through. You and me, we got to clean our act up. DirecTV (laughs) Stream, it's the way to do it. You don't have to uh, buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract my friend. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. It's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So if you want to watch the Rockies while you watch Star Wars, because I tweeted about Star Wars this morning, so it's just on top of my mind. While you watch highlights from a game from last night, direct TV stream, they're going to take care of you. All right. So Paul, how much have you talked about this? The idea that maybe if the Rockies were in a different division, let's just say the National League East, Things will be different because the Rockies right now are 68 and 78, 10 games under 500. That puts them 27 games back of the Giants and the Dodgers. Now, it sounds bad, but for context, the uh, the Padres are five games over and they're 19 and a half games back. So, <laughs> you know, 10 games back in that division, that many games that you're playing against two 90 plus win teams, probably gonna be around 100. It's pretty good. How do you think they'd fare if they were in the National League East or, you know, a division kind of like that? You know, I, I, I talked about a little bit this on on my show uh, this week. I think if the Rockies were in really any other division in, in, in baseball, they would uh, other than maybe the AL East, uh, they, they would they would succeed. Now, the, the Rockies have, have struggled against NL West teams or uh, uh, the NL East, I should say. Uh, but I think if the Rockies had instead of having to go you know back to back from playing in San Francisco and L.A., instead they were playing teams like you know Philly and Atlanta I think the Rockies would 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 be division contenders even with the, the state of the team now I maybe that's too uh uh too optimistic especially with the with the way the team when the team has been bad on the road they have been very bad on the road that that that's the big kicker they couldn't pitch they couldn't hit so uh they they really fall off but I think if you really look at it and and, and if the if 10 games on the road when, when different ways and the Rockies were able to, to avoid some of these late losses they have, they'd be, they'd have, you know, they'd be 78 and 68 above the Padres in, right. in the, you know, in the race for the division, not, not really helping their case for the NL West, but that would put them right in the thick of, of, of an NL East chase uh, at this point in the season. Or a wild card chase, honestly. 
Yeah, exactly. But, but, but 78 card, wins, yeah. if, if the Rockies, you know, it, they'd be with, the wildcard team, but they'd be that second wildcard team. If they had 78 wins right now, I believe. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you go back to uh, the same thing, if the Rockies were able to just flip the script a little bit, they sweep the Padres at home um, a, a little bit ago, which is, I think, I think a big reason why the, the Padres aren't making the uh, playoffs this year or, or on the cusp of not making it is because they could not beat Colorado in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the second half of the season. But that 78 win total would put you above the Braves right now. I mean, it, that, it, it, is, it is something you have to look at when it, is, when it comes to the Rockies. Playing the Dodgers and the Giants all the time and the Padres is exhausting and tough and half of your year. So if those teams catch fire and they play really well, like both of them have this year, it's going to be really, really tough. I think if the Rockies found themselves really in any of the other NL, you know, the other NL divisions, they'd be able to to really make a make some a lot more noise. It makes the most sense that they're in the NL West, obviously, right, in yeah. terms of, of of the region and and things, but. Boy, I, I got to tell you, I would be pretty excited if, if they got to match up with these teams. And it's not to say that Atlanta and Philly aren't good, but Atlanta and Philly don't bring the same level of intimidation. You're not afraid of them at all. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, Atlanta at full strength, I would be afraid of just right. but just because that – I mean, I think people forget they're one game away from the World Series. And actually, I thought they would start turning it on in the back half here. They have not. Their offense is sputtered at times, but that's what happens when you lose a guy like Ronald Acuna. And – I wanted to make this point to you also. The Nats and Rockies are interesting because the Rockies did not do what the Nationals did at the deadline, right? Right. I think maybe – I was talking to a friend last night about it. If the Nats had, had actually hung on to some of these guys, the way the division is, like there's a chance they could, they could still be in this thing. I mean, the, the Mets have still have a small chance to make it, and they've been horrible. But, mm-hmm. you know, they've had opportunity after opportunity and blown all of them. But still, they're hanging around and have the ability to. And Philly's offense feels pretty – rudderless right now outside of uh Bryce Harper but they can still be there so I think it's really interesting that the Rockies as opposed to going full rebuilds you know and trading some of the guys said no we're gonna hang on to some of our really quality players and you know see what happens and see we can build because I think that's really what's happening here is they're they're trying to build and they haven't been great for a while now but the Dodgers and Padres aren't going anywhere and so my attitude be like you know what let's just let's try to do something you know because there's no point in waiting around trying to do a rebuild got some decent pieces here let's just go forward and see what happens we don't have to trade everybody away because i think the nationals you know maybe there's there's some sellers remorse as opposed to buyers remorse and, and and I can believe that. I mean, especially when you're looking at a team like the Nationals, who has been in a position before where outside looking in pretty far away, yet the right things happen and they right. end up taking taking home, uh, you know, the, the the big title. I I think I think the the trade deadline has become less and less frustrating as time has gone on and a big part of that is the performance of the team the Rockies have played much better baseball in in the second half and and the big thing is too Trevor Story I think gets to while the future is still unclear most likely not going to be a a Rocky next year I Mm -hmm. think the performance of the team and the mindset to bring some of these players back might at least keep the door open you got out the Rockies biggest free agent acquisition, I guess, outside of, of, of Trevor story, this offseason has to be getting CJ Crone back. The Rockies got to get him back on first base. He has been an absolutely incredible piece 
for the club. And, you know, we, we've been playing a lot of what if. He's a perfect example of if the Rockies had him in, in 2018, you know, who, who knows what could have happened if you were able to get that performance from from first base and add it to the team that they had there. So if they can bring CJ Crone back and, and if they can entertain at least a couple of, of free agents, uh, free agent bats to, to come in and, and, and take a swing at Coors field, I think Trevor story is at least going to entertain the idea. You know, he'll at least get offered the qualifying offer and, and they'll go from there. I think someone's going to pay him a lot more money than the Rockies. Probably. We always say this though, but it feels like, it feels like, we said that we were saying this about so many guys that maybe there is a chance that some of these guys, you know, they don't get the money that they're, they're looking for. So yeah. yeah. That, and, 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 you know, the thing too, with, with now it's, it's good that Trevor story is getting the home run swing back because him, the way this year went and, 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 and was going for him going into free agency, I think was going to really limit him. However, I'm, I'm worried about Trevor story's arm. He has not, been the same he can make the defensive plays but the throws have not been the same and, and he dealt with some mm. elbow issues in the past and that and that kind of uh flared up a little bit uh this uh season where he took some time uh, on the il as well so yeah i you know i i think i still think it would have been a good idea for the rockies to to move story because i think and john gray because i think they they could bring john gray back after they moved him but um the the thing is the Rockies love this starting pitching rotation. This yeah. is the thing they want. They finally, after all these years, have developed or have gotten a rotation of, of pitchers that uh, that can pitch on, at course Field and when they're on it can pitch on the road too. And and has been a really really strong point for the Rockies. The the offense just hasn't always backed them up. So. Uh, I, I still feel I, I'm still curious what the Rockies look like uh, if they do make some moves, if they are able to get a deal done, what that does look like. But with the interim GM, that's most likely the GM. He's a draft guy. He's he he is totally fine with uh, taking that draft pick if Trevor Story goes elsewhere. I guess that was a, a good enough return for Trevor Story to to have him finish up this season and and get Rockies fans a little bit more time watching Story. And if he leaves. Then they can get the draft pick. I don't necessarily know if 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 I think that's the best haul that you can get for Trevor Story, but I'm not a GM. Uh, I don't know this. The, the the people I'm really watching this offseason are the Rockies front office and, and what shape that this team makes because you haven't you you haven't appointed a GM yet. You say that you're going to go through this process and and you know actually do this whole thing when. Really, the writing seems pretty obvious that you want to hire this guy from from within. That that's been your interim GM all all season long. He definitely wants the job to be the GM. He's been Dick Momford's buddy for a while. Dick Momford loves his inner circle, loves his people. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if if Bill Schmidt does end up becoming the GM, in which the Rockies are going to be a draft focused team. Right. And, and I don't necessarily know if I'm, I'm always going to think that that's a, I, I'm glad that they do have someone that, that can draft, but with baseball, it's not like football or, or, you know, or the, or basketball where it's one or two years. Some of these players are years and years away and uh, you got to have, but the Rockies need younger players in their, in their right. farm system right now. Their farm system has quote unquote young players, but in baseball age, it's not really young. They're, they're, they haven't broken out and developed into these players that, that you'd want to be. So I'm, I'm kind of looking for a, a GM that isn't afraid to make moves at the deadline or, or isn't afraid to go out and spend a little bit of money because I don't buy into Rocky. You know, the, the, when the Nolan trade happened, Which a lot was of malpractice. Yeah. Absolutely malpractice. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I would, I would take that. I would 
I would take Nolan back in a heartbeat. I think the Rockies could find uh, Austin Gomber has been a good to great at some points, but I would say at most a good pitcher for the Rockies this year. But Nolan Arenado's out there hitting three, 30 home runs. He's, you know, defensive wizard. And, and the Rockies have had good defense to replace it. It's just I don't think that was the move that needed to be made to get this team back in a contention window, especially when you had uh, the deal. And if you made the right moves, that that opt-out clause wasn't going to be a factor if you actually went out and got a free agent, which the Rockies did not do at all uh, in the, the time leading up to, to the Nolan Arenado trade. So, yeah, I, I, it'll, I think the the Rockies are developing their new look. They got some some play, people that will be able to replace and fill in for for Trevor Story uh, if he does eventually leave. I, I, I say if now, just because I really do think this performance from from the second half at least makes him interested in seeing what the Rockies are going to do. I don't necessarily right. think it's going to be all right. We're you know a month into free agency. Trevor Story has completely shut the door on the Rockies and he's already signed a deal. I think he's at least going to entertain it if the Rockies are going to bring back CJ Crone and maybe a couple other pieces, uh, maybe for the outfield that uh, they can bring a bat there. Or I think the, another big question for the Rockies coming up too is what does the DH look like? I mean, that's a, that's major a big question for everybody, change. right? I mean, you know, the Nationals, I'd said that you, they should consider bringing back Kyle Schwarber mm-hmm. for that reason, right? I thought signing JT Real Muto last offseason could be a real possibility if they wanted to get a, a, a big bat because that, well, they signed Kyle Schrober last year, but I mean, he had the breakout this year and doing well in Boston. Now that's a guy that, you know, I think uh, his value is about to, sh- you know, it's, he can play left field. He's not horrible. And the guy, you know, it's a guy who can, who can DH for you now too. So that's going to be a big, a big beckoning for a lot of teams. And also I think the Rockies are in a great place because who would not want to go be a DH in Colorado? It's a great way that- to get paid probably too after that. That's what I'm saying. There has to be lots of, I mean, because the Rockies have already done it with so many big sluggers before. I mean, Jason Giambi was a Colorado Rocky yeah. like for, for a little right. bit of time. Justin Morneau, um, you know, it was for a little bit. It was just old twins greats. I, we're, we're, gonna, yeah. we're rolling through Colorado. They're and, farming and, twins, yeah. Yeah, and, and they, they come to Colorado first year. They're in Colorado. They win a batting title. You know, I, I think it's going to be a major, major rule for the Rockies. And I think a, a major advantage for the club because – Right now, the Rockies could drop Charlie Blackman into that DH role. You don't have to rely on Charlie Blackman's let's be let's be frank, bad defense. He's not a good defender, uh, really at all. And so then you can see because Rockies do have a lot of outfielders in the system. There's plenty of you know you could go find a right fielder. I'm sure that would uh, want to play in Coors Field and 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 swing the bat like you said. So that's that's something I'm I'm very very curious by. But because uh, because that's how I think. Charlie Blackman finishes his career. If the DH comes, he will be the DH for the Rockies for two years and, and his contract will end and, and he'll retire a, a Rocky. Cause I just don't think that, you know, going back to the trade deadline, people ask me about trading Charlie Blackman. I was like, I don't think a lot of people want Charlie Blackman's contract if they're expecting him to play defense uh, consistently as well. There's, there's far better right. options for, for right field defensively. And, and while Charlie Blackman is a, is a good hitter and, and has been pretty good this year, he's not, Chuck Nasty of, of, of a couple years ago where he was batting, you know, mid 300s and, and slapping doubles in, 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 in between the yard. Really struggled with the fastball this year, which is really surprising. Hmm. Uh, we're going to ask you other a couple questions before we, before we get done. We'll ask you other a couple questions about what to look for this weekend. But first, one more word from our sponsors real quickly. Today's show brought to you by betonline.ag. Playoff odds, playoff props. Uh, play, you know, whatever you want. I mean, to find they've got it, bet online, NFL, college football, uh, Formula One, UFC, boxing. 
the whole nine yards. I love betting some F1 at betonline.ag. You can go there today on your phone, computer, tablet, uh, sign up. It's free to do. Use the promo code locked on. They'll give you a deposit bonus as well right when you do that. Uh, so go to betonline.ag today. We appreciate them. One of our longtime sponsors, another longtime sponsor, rockauto.com. The best place to find car parts. Uh, thousands of parts, hundreds of manufacturers, carpet, tail lamps, you know, lighter, whatever fluid cars take, all kinds of fluid, windshield wiper fluid, whatever you need, they've got it there at rockauto.com. Family run business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you'll always pay the least amount at rockauto.com when you compare it to a chain store or a dealership. So go there today, put locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so I want to give you, Paul, a few things for Rockies fans to watch this weekend. And I think it kind of starts with a point that I'd like to make um, that on Sunday they're going to see uh, Monday, excuse me, Friday, they're going to see uh, Josiah Gray in this series. And this is a point that the Rockies, something they have to do is develop pitching, right? Because getting free agent pitchers in Colorado is not something that is, it's, it's just, if you're looking to have a longer career and you're 30, it's not a place you want to go because getting right. contracts after that, a good value is just tough. The Rockies, they're a good part of the rotation is guys that they, you know, they have brought up, they brought up four or five of their guys, um, with the exception of Gomber, right? The rest of their guys are all. I believe uh, there was a trade for Erman, but but he yeah. also he spent some time uh, and then came up. But I, I believe but the his, Rockies, yeah, his entire major league career has yeah. been in yeah in Colorado, right? So, um, and the Nats have added, they've really struggled with that. I mean, Steven Strasburg is the one that you know, but in the, the championship team, Scherzer, not a guy that they had before. Uh, Patrick Corbin, obviously, a guy they traded for, and Abel Sanchez towards the back end. The guy that they acquired, you know, um, in the offseason. And so they have to build some starting pitching. And Josiah Gray is was one of the crown jewels of that trade that they made for um for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. He's one of the guys that they're gonna need to be a at least top three guy in the rotation. He was really strong to start off, has issues with home runs, and has been tagged in the last few uh, few starts, and he's learning on the fly, he likes to attack the strike zone. That's not always good against solid offensive lineups. So I would watch that. Patrick Corbin, also something I would watch because he's beginning to throw a bit better. Last couple starts, he's been horrible this year. Arguably the worst starting pitcher in like the league on a consistent basis. This year he's had a good couple starts, starting to get you know his footing just a little bit. And I would watch him. And this one's this one's one kind of small one. Uh, Lane Thomas. I know the Rockies fans uh, resent the Cardinals, which is very fair. They should. Uh, Lane Thomas is one that we stole. We gave them John Lester. He's had a five, a nice five-star stretch, but it's been generally pretty bad. And they gave up Lane Thomas, who is young, four years of control, who has been absolute gangbusters for the Nationals at the top of the order. Um, you know, a guy who sucked in St. Louis. And I say this all the time, Paul. It's a change of scenery sport, whether you're a reliever, sometimes outfitters like this, you know, think about guys like uh, Max Muncie or Justin Turner. Some Sometimes dudes just need a change of scenery. Things click for them. Lane Thomas, it's been that so far. Then last thing, I know it's an obvious one, but watch Juan Soto. Enjoy Juan Soto because I've been saying this recently. Um, he should be considered for MVP because this guy, in my opinion, is the best all-around hitter in baseball because mm -hmm. of the power, the ability to go the opposite way, the fact he never gets cheated. 
he can he can hit one, two, and three for you, and he can be really successful in either spot. The problem for the Nets is the offense around him isn't good enough because he doesn't press. He does not change his approach just because the offense around him is not as good anymore. And he cashed in earlier in the season when they had Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber uh, in front of them. Then Josh Bell behind him was a really good front four. And he's still cashing in when those two of those guys are gone. He has been so strong all throughout. And he just lives in the base paths. He's always on base. He's always on base. He always feels like he's a threat. He wants to score more, uh, steal more bases. I don't want him to because I think it, you know, <laughs> could risk some injury there. We don't want to see that. But this guy is getting also better in the outfield too. He is, in my opinion, the best all-around hitter in baseball. I think Bryce Harper is my National League MVP, but Juan Soto deserves a lot of consideration for the season he's put together despite the changing parts all around him and his consistently good performance. Yeah, when I look at people in the National League, Juan Soto is is at the top of the list of people that I'm interested in. And, you know, they always do those like build your team around these people right. on, on the Internet. And he would definitely be someone I, I would I would love to 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 have. I mean, like you said, just when you when you are a threat of multiple dimensions, especially uh, when it comes to hitting, it just makes you such a valuable asset. And when you're able to hit. Well, if you're hitting, if you're one of the people at the top of the hitting scale this season, I, I think that you're showing that you are in the class of, of elite hitters this year, especially with how difficult it's been for for a lot of offense this season. So, so for for Soto to be once again in, in the MVP talks, I mean, there's no no surprise, no 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 change uh, of my mind of how great uh, of a player he is. And uh, how long is he with? Is he is he going to be there for a bit? Oh, he's got plenty of time. He has yeah. got plenty of time. He's twenty. 22 years old, 21, 22. I always forget how old he is. Um, it's funny. They bring up the guys and it's like, yeah, Josiah Gray is young and K. Barrett Ruiz is young. He's he's younger than all of them. <laughs> he's, you know, it's <laughs> like the, you know, the young guys, he's younger than all of them, but we think of him more of an established player. Uh, what's, what should Nats fans be looking for this weekend in Colorado? You know, it's it's got to be it's that it's the Road Rockies as as always. But this is a Road Rockies team that is that has played its best baseball on the road of late. You're you're looking for what's up with this starting pitching. If the starting pitching is good, uh, you're gonna it's gonna be tough. But it's going up against the the Nationals are are seeing uh, Kyle Freeland, uh, the new guy Feltner, and, and and John Gray. I would say John Gray, you have the you're gonna have the most worries about in terms of being a Nationals fan. He had a little bit of an injury scare but has come back to, to strike out at least six people uh in in his last few starts seven strikeouts in his last uh, appearance Kyle Freeland is is one of the pitchers I absolutely love on the Rockies but I'm worried about right now had a little bit of a hip issue and just hasn't been as sharp as we've seen him at points this year he he hasn't been necessarily uh bad but uh in in his last he's lost his last two starts and he, and he hasn't gone uh, you know he got to six innings uh, against Philly in in that game but uh, you know, I'm a little nervous about his health just because hip injury and then they do an injection. <laughs> that doesn't sound like that's an easy right. enough thing to to just fix with with a little bit of uh, juice in there. But if the if the starting pitching is on, the Rockies are going to put themselves in a position to win. They just got to back up their 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 uh, starters. And, and Freeland has been the prime example of throwing a great gem this year and, and not having the Rockies back up. But I think the momentum, I think uh, that, that the Rockies are going to be able to come into Washington. And, and do some damage and uh you gotta you you get to watch some some exciting uh younger players the big names uh to watch for the rock brendan rogers the second baseman for the rockies has come come to uh, a big time stage here uh getting his first time really 
getting everyday playing time. This was a third. Uh, this was a third overall pick in, in in the draft a couple of years ago, and the Rockies haven't really given him a ton of playing time until this year. And then what does he do? He bats two eighty three. He has a huge major home run uh, against Atlanta the other day, and has been uh, the bright spot of the offense. And you know, a lot of people. I mean, he is supposed to be the the Trevor Story replacement. So Brendan Rodgers is someone to watch. That starting rotation is someone to watch. The Nationals are going up against a, a rookie, making uh, you know his third major league start in in, in game two there in, in Feltner. So that's something that the Rockies have to be able to back that 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 rookie up and and, and score some runs. And and of course. Got to love watching Trevor Story in purple for for as much longer as you get. And um, if CJ Crone can can swing it, that's that's got to be a bat you're you're really nervous about. The 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 NL Player of the Month in August has still had a pretty solid uh, month of September. But one thing that will be interesting is to see how this Atlanta series does wear into the Rockies going into Washington. Really wet, soggy miserable looking four and a you know four hour game yesterday they're in a rain delay right now for that early morning game that they were supposed to play maybe that might you know gets get in the way a little bit but uh i i think it should be a pretty good series of some good baseball but uh i'm feeling confident in the road rockies right now yeah the nats the nats bullpen is really bad it's absolutely horrible so i mean even if the starting pitching does do well it it gets blown in the end i I have no confidence in them winning any series right now so i i said the rockies probably win two of three uh paul where can people find you, the podcast, other work you got going on? Plug your, st- plug your stuff. I am at LO Rockies. If you want to follow uh, the Locked on Rockies podcast, and you can follow me at Paul Holden 33 for Rockies Talk. Or I also do a little music podcast called nice. Groovy Stoop. If you want to check that out as well where I interview some smaller bands, give them some uh, some radio time. But yeah, if you want to stay up to date with all things Rockies, at LO Rockies is uh, where you can find the show. You can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore from the show at LO underscore Nationals. I also do Locked On Big 12 podcasts. So anybody out there is, uh, you know, wants to get some college uh, sports in their life, LO Big 12. Uh, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And Locked On Nationals and Locked On Big 12 are both on YouTube now. So you can find Ooh. it there. Paul, it was a pleasure, my friend. Yes, Josh, thank you so much for your time.